Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want Keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn for the feeling I earn I'm a winner's a turn the other cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict Russ and Rocky other names Trade X I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella and I also have a trading problem Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 283 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And as always, we do. It is week three in the books, and it's that time. It, it's it's time. You, you got you to gotta sit down, dim the lights, turn off the TV, the radio, your podcast, the computer, just you and yourself actually no you need your computer flip open your laptop you don't you don't need a big monitor just a little not your phone that's not good enough that's that, that's too small we, nice and personal you sit look at your roster and then look at yourself in the mirror it's time to be honest you're gonna win this league or you're not gonna win this league that's really those are the two things are you pushing for it or you're not because now is the time because the truth is week four used to be the time, but as what always happens is it's the same thing with trading back in startup drafts. Everyone caught on. <laughs> so you want to try and do it a little earlier. So try maybe now before getting, before Thursday rolls around, hopefully I'll put this out before Thursday and everyone can hear this before the Thursday game comes out. But like, you know, you want to make your decision as soon as possible because the more people decide what they're doing, the more trades go out, the more expensive things they're going to get. The more people will expect to get in trades. You know, you're a competing team. You're two and one, but you have the most points in the league. You're competing. Go throw out a trade for Tyreek Hill. Go get Christian McCaffrey. Go go get that player that's going to win the league. Because the second other people start sending, you know, go get Keaton Allen for a second. He's the number one scorer right now. Um, but like, Go get these players because the second it starts rolling out, the second someone goes and buys, even like Adam Thielen, Raheem Mostert, Jerome Ford, these players that are not even expensive, the second people see it's happening, you're going to have to pay extra for it. So maybe you'll get lucky and be able to get Tyreek Hill for one first and not two of them because, man, he's scoring like you should have to pay two first for him. and. At least McCaffrey's a running back, so you know his his price goes down a bit. But, Russ, I, I, what happens if you don't like your team, but the results say otherwise? <laughs> right. I have that in Trade Addicts Three. I I did not like what I did. I did you made multiple trades because have never. <laughs> I'm completely interrupting you because I feel very strongly on this. You have never liked your TA three team except for year one. One, yeah, when I made the title game. And I still will never forget, like, two years ago where I started sending you trades like you were competing. You're like, dude, my team's terrible. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I just bought all of your points off of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I made multiple trades in the name of the show when things were going slow in, during the during the summer. And I kind of flipped it from more of a mid-rebuild to trying to contend. I still don't like it. But the results say I have a 25 and 8 all play record after three games. It's really good. I know. I don't understand. But your it. problem, your, <laughs> I have your no depth problem though. in TA3 is you I'm and three the, and that one have the most points. Yes. And and your all play, I believe, is like uh, 22 or something in two. And somebody else is something in one. So I'm like, am yeah, I supposed probably, to? Probably Bill. Yes. Yeah, that's who it was, Bill. Yeah. 
So I'm like, do I, am I supposed to be contending against those two or? (laughs) So, okay. But real quick, just to put this out there, if on, I can only speak to my fantasy league because that's all I play. If all play is not on your standings, if you just go to scores to power rank, I know we talk about this all the time, but that is the best way to go and see how you stand in the rest of your league. It gives you so many little insights into where you stand. It gives you your record, points for, potential points, the one that always hurts my soul, lineup efficiency, because (laughs) mine is never good. Bench points, max points for, minimum points for. And this is another one which goes along with the lineup efficiency. Games you could have won and games you would have lost. Assuming other people or you set your stuff correctly. And then, honestly, I don't completely know how their power ranking numbers work, but I trust them. I don't them. either. <laughs> and there's two of them. Yes. And the last is then your all-play record, finished by all-play percentage. Um, which... By the way... To your point in TA3, you have an 82.7% efficiency out of 100. That's not, that's not that's awful for me, but that's like, that's like, yeah, like eighth in the league or something like that. But that's fantastic for me. That's also <laughs> most on my bench. Um, oh, Corey's asking, where's this again? On MFL again, only the site I don't, I, the app I just don't endorse, but scores, scores. to power rank. Yep. And that's where all of this stuff is. Um, but let's, let's move forward because we're going to keep talking about all this stuff along the way, because we, we got some listener questions and I saw, I don't read them before, but I definitely saw as a contender, as I was copying and pasting. So, and plus with the trades, cause we're going to put them in context now. Uh, but let's talk about a little news first. Derek Carr is now week to week with a sprained AC joint, which sounds great compared to a, how it looked and B, what they were reporting when it first started to get looked at. At first, it was multiple weeks, and then it was a few weeks, and now it's week to week. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a little excited for Jameis' season. Like, Jameis throwing to Olave, that sounds like fun. I know. I, Jameis is just fun. I love Jameis. Yeah, but like Jameis with no one to throw to is gross. Yeah, but Jameis I don't care about at least having Olave. Yeah. We don't care about interceptions for fantasy. Let let, let Jameis sling it. Let let Jameis cook. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe not literally eating W jokes in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. um, or uh, or what was that? Lobsters or crabs or whatever. Crab legs. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He sold <laughs> crab legs at the end of college. Um, you, I don't think there's anything dynasty wise to talk about with this. I mean, no one's thrilled about Derek Carr. You're not going to be thrilled about Jameis Winston. I mean, I don't. I don't know what this offense is going to look like with Jameis. So I don't, you're not selling Chris Olave, which is really what it comes down to. So whatever. This isn't Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson either. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But also with the Saints, Alvin Kamara is coming back. I legit forgot about him. I, I did too. I set my SFB lineup uh, uh, today, and originally I didn't put Kamara in because in my I even saw his name, and in my head he was still not playing. And I was like, oh wait, he's back this week. Uh, but so what, what is your expectations, Rocky, for, for Alvin Kamara? Because I, I've been saying the same thing in a lot of things. So I, I want to hear someone else first. What do you feel about Alvin Kamara right now? And if this is positive, are you going to try and trade for him? I guess I'll answer the question first and then I'll follow up question. I'm not expecting a ton. I'm not expecting prime Alvin Kamara. <laughs> Uh, I'm probably expecting though RB two production, especially. I, I think I think even more so with. I feel a little better with Car. I see Jameis slaying it a little more downfield than I do Car. So uh, assuming Car comes back in a few weeks, uh, I, I, I feel pretty good that Kamara can be a solid RB two. Uh, hopefully his reception numbers can pick up a little bit. For, they they fell down uh, a little bit the last year or two. Uh, with the with the previous offensive coordinator, and I don't know that I'm trading for him until I see it, which I obviously probably might have to pay a little more, a high second or two seconds or something like that. You're not getting a first for Alvin Kamara at this point ever no. again. But uh, I, I I have enough Kamara that I don't feel like to also that I, I feel like I need to to go get more. So uh, I got enough exposure there. I think though. 
Again, I would expect probably RB 15 to 18 solid guy. You can kind of count on every week. He's good. I mean, he should, I think he should be on that. I mean, he's not probably not going to get 87, which he got like three years in a row or whatever it was. They had that exact number. I, I think it was 87. It was 80 something uh, a few years ago, but I think he'll be back up there compared to, to, to what he's been recently. And uh, I mean, I know they have Alave and, and Thomas, but the, they don't have – I guess Shahid's doing well, too. I was going to say they don't have a lot else. But uh, I still think the reception numbers come back up. I still think this offense can be uh, pretty good with the him added to it. There's a lot of different pieces that, that defenses are going to have to focus on. Uh, it, it, like Michael Thomas is actually looking – not like old Michael Thomas, but looking looking very solid there. He's, he's, he's produced fairly well. So, again, I – don't think I'd call him a buy. He'd be more of a hold to me. Uh, I don't know that I'd sell either because I don't think you're getting anything just because he's back like any big booster or anything. So I'd say he's a hold. I, I, I'm i happy that I have him on contending teams and can throw him back in there. Uh, but I don't feel like I need to go get him. Yeah, uh, I, I'm just not there. I'm not interested in it. I have zero shares of him. He looked awful last year. And I know it's a little different this year than last year, but I'm not going out of my way to go try and get him anywhere. If I have my second on a competing team and something happened where I need a running back, there are so many places I'd rather go before I went to Kamara. So yeah. like, I just, I don't think I want to do it. And the thing is like, I looking on Twitter, looking at a bunch of like league chats and people talking about Kamara there's still thought that you should get a first for him. And if if that's in people's head, you know, yeah, I know people can't watch right now, but like I'm doing that thing when blackjack dealers check out, like, nope, show, like wipe my hand, show that there's no cards or nothing. Like I'm out. Nope. Nope. Not happening. Yeah. If I can get a first for him, I'm doing that in a second. And I was just thinking as you were talking, I, like I said, I would call him more of a hold. I wasn't interested in acquiring him. If I had to lean one way or the other, buy or sell, I would say sell. Like even on a contender, if you're a contender after three games, you've been doing it without Alvin Kamara anyway. So I don't think it hurts to to sell him either for maybe another position you're weaker at, or or even just for a second or two seconds. Or if you like, like I said, oh man, if I can get two seconds and then yeah. you turn that second, like is anyone maybe expecting those- to get? Is anyone expecting to get a first for Raheem Mostert right now? Like, oh God, no! If you could turn Kamara into Mostert, I ride that in a in a heartbeat. Because even though we make the joke that Mostert's going to get hurt any second now, it's going to be a much more fun ride while he's not, <laughs> and then whatever Kamara will do. Did uh, you see end, that thing? By the way, there was a tweet or something. It showed like the the six fast or six fastest times. Uh, uh, speeds all year of a player, and I think him. five of them were Miami. It was Tyreek and like yeah. two Mostert or two Tyreeks of Mostert and two H chains or so. Or I'm sorry, H chains. H hand. I, I, I'm gonna have such a hard time. <laughs> I know, one. me like, too. Oh, I, I moved on to Devon very easily because like I saw it once and I'm like, all right, Devon. But then he's he, and he comes out and says H hand. I'm just like. First of all, he's wearing a chain that says his age on it. Yeah, he's like, I had 50, 60 points, depending on your league. I can now tell you how to pronounce my name correctly. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but, like, I, but I mean, I know I say this a lot about Mostert. Like, I just, I love watching him play because it doesn't look like he tries, but he's still so much faster than everyone yes. else. Like, he, it, he doesn't put effort into running, but he's still in, on fast forward. Yeah. Um, but back to Kamara, like, exactly what you said about Michael Thomas. He, he looks good enough. Like, I, I think Kamara will be good enough. I think he'll give you that, like, 12 points, maybe a spike week or two. But, like, I, I think Kamara, Kamara days are gone. And let's bring down the mood a little bit. Hashtag Team Clemson, big wide receiver, <laughs> Mike Williams, torn ACL, out for the season. I mean, man, like, this, this should be a career for this poor man, like he needs to be able to walk after football and he didn't make that mind blowing contract that he can just, you know, not do nothing forever for the rest of his life. I guess, unless he actually makes good uh, investment decisions, which maybe he's brilliant. I don't know, but like, just the idea, like, again, I'm not an athlete. So the idea that I might be walking with a cane for the rest of my life in my twenties is enough for me to be like, no, I'm done. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and, 
people, I think I saw this in one of the THS, uh, but we always like to say there's no such thing as injury prone. I'm starting to believe that there is such thing as injury prone. I mean, Mike Williams certainly seems injury prone. J.K. Dobbins certainly seems injury prone. Well, see, the thing is, yes, but the problem is it can go away. Like, yes, if you're hurt once, chances are, chances are more likely for you to get hurt again. But let's not forget, okay, we're let's strike Keenan Allen out of this. Because people called him injury-prone when he tore his ACL and then ruptured his spleen. Yeah, spleen or kidney or lung yeah, or something. Yeah, but like he, he broke a rib and it busted a, an organ and all of a sudden he was injury-prone. But I mean, let's go back to Frank Gore, injury-prone. Matt Stafford. I mean, his back injuries are catching up to him, but he's still, he played years without missing time, really. Frank Gore was injury prone in the beginning of his career. I mean, again, much to less, Carlos Hyde was also, but then he played five years in a row without getting hurt. Remember, Brandon Cooks was one hit from retiring because he had three <laughs> concussions yes. in like For in two years. games. Yeah. Like, yeah, it happens. People do get hurt a lot, but then sometimes it just stops. Like, that's that. That's my real argument. You know, it's not that. Yeah, you pull your hamstring like badly twice. It's not going to heal this correctly after that. Like it's going, it's going to be easier for you to tear that or pull that again. But that doesn't mean you're going to. It just makes it more likely. And with how random injury does seem to be in the NFL. Random's probably the wrong word because everyone gets injured. It's just yeah. how badly they get injured or if they're able to play through it. That really matters. So that's why I, I, I agree with you. Injury prone, to, yeah. Technically, yes. I just don't really hold it against people. I think that's really what it is. Yeah, I, I try not to do it too much. but uh, And I can't even think of another guy at the top of my head. I just thought of those two because they're recent. Uh, Williams and Dobbins with the major injuries and having been injured plenty of times before. So I, I don't, I, it may make me, if I, if I think of some other guys uh, after the show, it may make me stay away from them a little bit, but yeah, I still don't factor it too much into But also like I held AJ Brown down value wise for years because he kept getting soft tissue injuries. He did. I mean, it's something in Philly because People don't pull hamstrings in Philly, I guess. Um, <laughs> they they have been very healthy. Don't say just. I know. Now I just jinxed every the entire offense to no, like no, a just, bunch just, of. Stop talking about it, Rocky. <laughs> um, Corey yeah. in the chat asks, "Can you guys talk about Christian Watson?" Um, I was going to bring him up a little bit, just because I was going to say there's a bunch of people that might be coming back. We talked about Kamara. Christian Watson is practicing. Aaron Jones is practicing. There's a chance that David Montgomery and Saquon Barkley come back this week. Like, we could be getting a resurgence of a, a couple of these players that we've been out for a while. And, and he asks um, Christian Watson, could he be top 10 or 15 guy with love? No. You don't think uh, so? I, uh, not consistently. Like, will he be a top 15 dynasty wide receiver? He would have to do very good for the rest of the season. And. and by the time the rookies come in, I think he gets pushed out. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be sustainable for him, but I do think he can score pretty well. My only, the only thing I'm worried or curious about, um, if I, I don't have numbers in front of me, but it always seems like the targets are inconsistent as to who he's throwing to. Now, does that mean EV's guys aren't good enough to consistently earn targets? It's very matchup dependent. Does it mean that Jordan Love doesn't favor anybody. Does it? I, there's there's so many things that can mean that I don't know the answer to. I mean, I have a few Christian Watson shares, and I'm very excited for him to come back to see what can happen because we saw that he can be something with like 80 percent Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love right now isn't 80 percent Aaron Rodgers, you know. So I, I'm absolutely wait and see on this one because even if Christian Watson has like two good games out the gate, I don't think his price spikes. So it's one of those things where people that want out can finally get out. So I'm not really like super in on that, but like, I believe like uh, Roman comes in and says, Watson is worth a first. Yeah. Watson's worth a late first. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I kind of think you're right. I, I was just uh, Dobbs has looked better than I expected. Uh, you know, with Love, I'm thinking Watson looked great last year. Maybe they can do something. Uh, one of my big worries last time we talked about Love was the volume. They happened to have a game last week where they threw it 44 times. But also so they're we'll getting Aaron Jones back, and AJ Dillon's terrible. This is true. This is true. So. <laughs> Uh, the the problem is like I mentioned Dobbs look good, but that 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 could be a problem as much as it could mean like good things for Watts. Like uh, good it, offense is good for offense. Like, it is. I mean, it is. But it I, I mean, not to uh, compare the two, but like let's not get into the Waddle and Hill argument again. Oh yeah, and I was Waddle's very much Waddle's going to be straight still. Yeah. So, so so like the two of them can coexist. Both of them aren't getting twelve and fifteen can targets a game. Coexist a lot better with a better quarterback. <laughs> he's looked a lot better than I gave him credit for. And yes, Frank brings up that Jaden Reed has looked good too. He has, and especially if you play in a league with return yardage, he's helpful. But what you just said, I mean, that was part of it too, is that I, I do think I didn't have very high expectations for love, but he has exceeded them so yes, far. I, he hasn't been like amazing. Like, Oh my God, I need to get myself some Jordan love, but he's definitely been better than I expected through three games. So, right, so we're going to break this up a little bit. We're going to do the trades first. Cause we don't have a lot of them or any big ones really. And then we'll get into the listener questions, even though we're sort of doing listener questions right now. <laughs> so trade addicts leagues, 12 team, super flex PPR tight end premium, 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA1. And we do have a TA1 trade. Last week, a team traded for Puka Nakua and didn't start him. Thank you, Jim. Um, (laughs) And now traded Monday night after the Rams game. So this is after football was done. Puka Nakua got traded for Devon Achan. I had to think. and I I know. I'm going to say it wrong. So this is cool. Like, I, I mean, I was, this is going to sound wrong. I was a little happy to see Nakua come down to earth a little bit. I mean, the Rams looked bad <laughs> that almost, I, almost that entire. I, I was going to say, though, Puka coming down to earth was him going five for 72 in a game where their offense was horrible. I mean, the seven targets is more of what. Yeah, I'm that's true. About I mean, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have 20 targets this game, but like. I think he's more Jarvis Landry than he is Odell Beckham to go really far back in an LSU reference for some reason. I I wouldn't Um, disagree with that, but Jarvis Landry was a very underrated wide receiver, low end wide receiver one for years. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But like, I, I mean, I don't think a normal offense wants Puka getting 20 targets. Like, I think he's going to be very good. I think he's going to be very good for fantasy. The dude has to score a touchdown eventually, right? Exactly. It's crazy. But also that was Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry never caught touchdowns. The one year he caught 10, he was the wide receiver, what, three, I think that year? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that might be what we're in for. A very usable, very good, of course, Cup is activatable. Able to be activated next week. So uh, we don't know if he's coming back. It's just, you know, due to the IR, that's when he's able to come back. So we're going to see what that is. But like at this trade, Puka for HN, like I like this because I mean, okay, I've, I've, I'm a, I was a decent HN fan. And the fact that he went to Miami, I drafted so much of him because it was the best spot. And he, was the heir apparent to Mostert, which apparently he didn't need to wait. <laughs> you know, like he's like, they're, they're very similar. They're small in stature and really, really fast. And, and apparently the dolphins just don't care. And they're just going to keep moving very, very quickly. Like you said, I don't remember if we actually started the show or not, but like five of the six fastest recorded speeds yep. in games so far have been Miami yeah, players. 20 plus miles per hour by those guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> ridiculous um so like I, I i like this on both sides i like getting hm because i do think he's going to be a thing this year and puka is going to be a thing as well but like if you're not again like we're bringing context in now because it's that time of year you know this is a team that wants to compete trading away puka to get hm because he's a running back he's gonna score points this year puka is more of an investment because he's a wide receiver, you know? So I, I like this trade. It, a, well, 
since he traded for Puka, it's not as much a, of a great return on investment. But like again, just to put it in perspective, Puka being drafted in the fourth, Achan being drafted at the end of the first, beginning of the second, and of course it's been four months since we did you know had our rookie drafts. But like, so values have clearly changed around the league. But like, just a bit of perspective, like that's a great return on your investment. Of course, maybe it's worth holding on to Nakua. That's a completely different question that we'll talk about in a minute because there's another Puka and more relevant Puka trade coming up. But what do you think about this one, Ron? Yeah, I, I agree with you. It was, it was real interesting to see that one because, yeah, they are kind of very similar in a lot of ways. You know, they're rookies who've, who've gone up um, more so than expected early, at least in this last game for HN. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, I, I think if I had to pick a side, I'd probably lean Puka. Um, just because we've seen it all three games. Like I said, I think even this last one was, you know, if no, five for 72 is your worst game. Yeah. We, we can get rid of that. He's going to be Jamar Chase. Like he's yeah. going to be ill. No one ever thought that. Yeah. So, but if, if your worst game in your first three games of your rookie wide receiver career is five for 72 with seven targets, that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, so, and I know cup is going to be coming back soon, but I, I, I think what you said is it, I think there was a great, great comparison I hadn't thought of of uh, Jarvis Landry, like the yeah. guy. Because uh, basically, after the first two games, I was convinced Puka is going to be a thing, but not a thirty-five targets in two games thing. But I just if, if you you do that, I, I just I find it hard to believe he's just going to fall off the face of the earth eventually. Oh, that absolutely. only happens if you're no. Travis Fulgham. But like the, um, <laughs> the question is, are you a well? Also, those guys are usually splash play guys. Like this, this isn't that. But the question is. Where does he land when I like was saying when he slides makes it seem like negative for him, but it's just settling into the NFL, other teams getting tape on you, Cooper Cup coming back in, you know, deciding what the offense is gonna look like with good for players, Russ. Exactly, but that <laughs> doesn't mean you know, him specifically only. Um but so let's move on though, because in Trade Addicts Five, you traded a twenty-four first for Puka, I believe. I traded Puka for the twenty-four first. You got the first. Yes. Okay. Um, do you remember where that first feels like to you? Uh, Latish. It's a contending team. Okay. I'm also a contending team in another league where I don't feel my team's as good as my record is, but I think I'm three and zero there. Okay, that's close enough. Um, so I guess let's take a step back. We have three three things. We have a 24 first, like a mid to late 24 first. We have Puka, we have HN. Rank those three. 24 first, Puka, HN for me. Yeah, the 24 first is still first for me, especially if, if the word mid-ish is, is involved there. I pulled up the wrong league, of course, so I was trying to put this up. Um, yeah, you're, you're the the first is from a team that is two and one, and they're like fourth in points. Um, yeah, like you, you know, I, to me, it's still we take the first. Honestly, it's just safer. There's most likely going to be less upside in that first than there is in those players, but at least you could figure it out later on. Um, and my team there, I'm actually three and zero and lead the league in points, which I did not expect coming into the year. Um, it's not bad, and it is a more contending team. It has Adams and Eckler and, and Hill on it, but there's not a lot after those guys. Justin Herbert too. After those four guys, it's kind of like the core of my team, and then it's some decent scoring guys that are old as well. So um, this was an orphan I took over, and, and most of these guys were already in place, but. I just thought the value was too good. Like if I can get a first for Puka, as much as I like him and I think he could, this probably will continue to some extent getting a late first for a guy that you drafted in the fourth in early September. I, I don't think I could help, but do it. I I figure if I really want to, I can turn that first around and probably get similar points to what Puka will be. Cause I don't think he's going to be the guy from the first two games. Uh, so I, I can probably turn that first round and get similar points to rest of your Puka if I feel I have to, but I just thought the value was too good. Also something I'm going to bring up later at some point, 
your starting lineup matters a little bit. Like if you have a team where you're not starting someone like Puka, it feels better just to get him off your team and take the value for him. Again, that might not be the smart move, but it is absolutely something I would do because it, it drives me nuts seeing Raheem Mostert on my bench. But what am I like at this point, I think I am benching Josh Jacobs or, and Derek Henry for Mostert. And, and on that team, he was, he was, uh, my team is not so amazing that he was not in my lineup this past week and week two. Uh, I didn't think I started on week one because I was not expecting what Buka Nakua has done. But uh, it, again, to me, it was just about the value and that I, this team is kind of a surprise team to me. Like I said, I didn't expect it to do this well. I'm not sure it holds up anyway. And I just, I wanted to, I didn't have a first. So I wanted to get the first, like I said, the if, if you'd order, offered me two seconds or, you know, anything below a first, I wouldn't have accepted it. But to me, a late first for Puka is kind of an auto accept at this point. Yeah, I'm there. So this next one is super interesting in Trade Addicts 9. Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders for Nick Chubb, Greg Dulcich in a 24 second. Like, not knowing which two teams did this, but this is clearly someone trying to score points and someone trying to not score points. Because you got two dudes on the IR and a 24 second for Kenneth Gainwell, who seems like he's still going to get a good split of the Eagles touches, even though Swift just showed that he is good. And Miles Sanders, who isn't doing quite what I wanted him to do, but he's not doing bad. Yeah, it's kind of what you expected, probably. I mean, to me, from Miles Sanders, is he's getting decent volume, but he's not doing a crap ton with it because they're uh, not the that good. Was blocking for the run so much better last year than it was right now. Yeah, I don't but, know if it changed. I don't know any of that stuff because I don't pay nearly enough attention to offensive line. But me like, either. They were crushing run blocking last year. Uh, I got to be honest. Like, I I think Nick Chubb's done. I still don't want this <laughs> as my return. Like, especially like. I know we had what was it last week? I think we had Nick Chubb for Moss and Ertz, and of course. Moss goes crazy and Ertz does absolutely nothing. So it's not really something we can really one week after solidify it was good or bad, but I felt better about Moss right now and Ertz rest of season than Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders, especially when you're adding a second and I mean, Dulcich is whatever on top. So like to me, I still think I hold these players, the Chubb Dulcich in a second and, and maybe find something like like one something that's a little better than this. I'm kind of with you. I, to me, it's funny. This is, I I don't remember who it is, but I got the same exact offer for a 24 first in that league, mm-hmm. uh, which was an instant reject for me. <laughs> yes. Um, those got two guys are not Gainwell and Sanders are not worth a 24 first. Um, but I, I don't know that, I mean, to me, it more depends on how you value Dulcich in the 24 second, because I'm with you. Uh, I think uh, Frank or somebody in the chat mentioned here that Chubb did get good news in that he only tore his MCL or ACL, as opposed to like they were saying ACL, MCL, PCL, all the every, every L. Every, every L. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess maybe that makes it more feasible he could come back, but we talked about it last week. I think even if he comes back, He's a 28, 29-year-old guy with, who just came off an ACL and is not going to be super productive and probably isn't going to anybody, but anybody's bell cow or even necessarily lead back. So I, I do agree that Nick Chubb, as we, we've known him, is, is done for fantasy, I think. So I think it's, like I said, I would take what I could get for Chubb. I just, I don't know if I want that either, but I... It's like I said, Dulcich in the second is actually the only thing that gives me pause uh, because I do like Dulcich as a prospect uh, and he's hurt now. So there's not really much we can go off this year, but there have been rumblings that Peyton didn't like him as much and all that stuff. They brought in Troutman. Uh, So I just, I don't really like either side of the street. Yeah, I know. Um, But I guess I would lean the Gainwell and Sanders side just because. I think well, maybe not. I like I you know what, I think I like Dulcich. I think Dulcich has the higher upside. So I think I would lean that side because of Dulcich in the second, not because I want to get more for Chubb. Yeah, fair enough. So this last trade is super interesting because it this is this tests your 
your metal. This tests your gumption, this your chutzpah, your all of this. A 24 first for Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. So Dalvin Cook is probably a bit of a throw-in at this point in this because the Jets are freaking terrible. And even still, Brees is looking better than, than Dalvin, even though Brees isn't fully ready to play yet. But Derrick Henry, it, like, what was it, like 11 rushes for 20 yards this week? Yeah. That Whether he's hurt, whether he's bad, that offense is just so bad. Here's that- the bigger and scarier thing for me. In, in, I I believe this is correct. I I saw it somewhere, and I can't remember where. But I think he's been out snapped in two of the three games by Spears. They do seem to like Spears a lot, yeah. and I get it. It's a new team. It's a new everything except for head coach. But he that's never even come remotely close to happening for you know with him. It's always just been Derrick Henry is the entire show, and that's it. Yeah, but like, well, first of all, you, you hold on for cold weather if you have Derrick Henry because that, that's when Derrick Henry really shines anyway. But, like, this offense is so bad, they're going to have to turn back into grind down the defense with Derrick Henry. But still, I can't give a first for him right now. Like, I'm legitimately scared. Like, again, I've always said I will trust in Henry – I will not call for the demise of Derrick Henry as long as he decides to play because I don't think he is human. And I think he won't decline as long as he wants to play. And I believe that. But also, this goes back to what we were so frustrated with DeAndre Swift. It now might not matter about him. It might be the coaching staff that doesn't want him in there anymore, in which case there's nothing he can even do about it. He can go for two 99-yard touchdowns in a row, but get benched the rest of the game because they just want to play Spears. And I get it. That's what happens in the NFL. It's not smart. It's not the right move, but it's absolutely stuff we've seen before. So, I mean, I can't give a first for Derrick Henry right now, and I hate saying that out loud. Yeah, I've kind of been there for a little while. Like, I was nervous about Derrick Henry last year, and he he had a, a decent year last year. Uh, I just, after he had the, 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 the major foot injury, which I think it was two years ago, yeah. I, uh, I just kind of was out at that point. Like, and I, like I said, I know he had a good year last year, but I just, again, 29, 30 years old, that that's old enough for me to finally get out on the running back. Uh, even the guy who loves old guys uh, on his team, I'm not, I just, I was worried another injury was coming. I was worried production was falling off. I think we might finally be seeing that this year. The team, like you said, does not help. Uh, they are not a good offense. And, yeah, I, I was not giving a first for him before the season. I probably wasn't – when he was really worth a first last year, I wasn't really willing to give a first for Derek Henry. I'd rather yeah, use I that did. first somewhere so, else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's – okay, so – but to – you know, transition us into listener questions in the chat. Corey asks, would you rather give a first for Kamara or Henry? The answer is neither, but you have to pick one. Well, yeah, if if I, if I'm going to have to give a first or die or something, I would do it for Henry, but yes, I would do it for neither. I'd rather have Henry over Kamara though. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. Who do you have more faith in? And to me, the, the answer is Henry also, but let's get to the actual listener questions. The first one at dynasty decode, who has been the most impressive rookie tight end and why is it Sam Laporta? Well, honestly, he's been the only real impressive one. The only other one that comes close to me is Luke Musgrave has been pretty good. Yeah. And again, for rookie tight ends, that means something <laughs> like, you know, we're, they're not really supposed to do much of anything. And I, I mean, I was a big Laporta fan. I have a lot of him on my teams. I was much more willing to wait the five picks to draft him as opposed to paying for Kincaid. A, because of, say, so. remember when Kincaid was supposed to be a wide receiver and not a tight end and it was going to be great year one? That landing <laughs> spot, I was never a fan of it. And like Kincaid's not bad. He's not doing bad. Just no. there's never going to be more than one real passing option on that team. And it's not going to not be Diggs if for however awful English that sentence was. You know, <laughs> it's going to be Diggs and no one else. And maybe Kincaid will have that you know, Gabe Davis multiple touchdown or like here, like last week he caught like two balls for 65 yards and a touchdown. 
but his one touchdown was a 63 yard touchdown. Like, you know, like Kincaid is absolutely able to have those games, but like, even in the red zone, he's still going to Dawson Knox. Like, like, I think that's the big thing with Kincaid was people thought that Knox would go away and he, and he isn't. Um, So, and what's really been getting interesting is the conversation between Laporta and Pitts. And this one hurts my brain so much. Like, we talked about it today on Dynasty Wall Street, where I brought Kyle Pitts to discussion because I'm talking to John Bosch. So, you know, if there's mm-hmm. someone you want the opinion on, it's someone as die hard on Pitts as he is to see if he's wavering at all, then you know there's cause for concern. <laughs> of course, he wasn't really, but it, it's that's more of a value question than anything else. But we're here to talk about Laporta. Like, I'm in. Of course, I'm not going to say he's Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey wasn't Travis Kelsey year one either. No one. I mean, what Kittle? Like, who's? Can you remember a tight end that just hit year one and kept going? Not really. I'm pretty sure Kittle did pretty well rookie year, but then just kept going. But like, that's 2017. Uh, yeah. The only other name that sprung to mind, and this is like showing my age, um, is Jeremy Shockey. Yeah. <laughs> he, also, he, he was good right off the bat, if I remember correctly. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm sure maybe like Tony Gonzalez was. I mean, let's let's keep going back. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Gronk was pretty good year. Like by the end of year That's one, true. I think he's he been was doing good. It. Yeah, especially for I mean, not for like Gronk, but for a rookie tight end, he was very he was very solid yeah, year one. But also, again, that's 2010. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like so, so I think. Ugh, Ebron, I I had so much <laughs> for Ebron. Um, no, Ebron was never actually good on the Lions. Um, so like, I, I'm loving Laporta right now. There's no real uh, else to go with this conversation because I don't think you can go and acquire him. I guess the real question is, would you sell him for a first? Would you sell him for Pitts right now? I wouldn't. I actually just this, this happened. Uh... I don't think I, an only guy was in, but a guy I, I, I chat with a lot about uh, fantasy stuff uh, that's in a multiple of my leagues. He mentioned he saw Pitts for Laporte, and I, I, I was shocked by that. I, I still I still think long-term Pitts is going to – we saw what he was capable of in his rookie year. He had 1,000 yards. He just had bad touchdown luck, and then he got stuck with Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith. And I still don't believe that's going to last forever. He's still only 23, I want to say. Two? 22? Uh, he, when he is done with his rookie contract, assuming the Falcons aren't the dumbest people in the world, and they do not take his fifth-year option. So at the end of his fourth year, we're assuming he is a free agent, he'll be 24. There's going to be at least one tight end coming in that rookie draft that will be older than him. Yeah. Like, I, I remember the very, like, I think it was still Pitts's rookie year when Ryan McDowell came on the show and pointed that out. It's just like, oh, well, now when you put it that way, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And like a tight end's prime generally is until like 27 or 26, yep. 27. And he is 22. So I still think in the long run, he's going to be better. I know it's hard now. I get it. I mean, even if you're competing, I mean, it, it's three games. I mean, Laporte has been great, but it is three games. Like, there's no guarantee that this even lasts the rest of the season, let alone the rest of his career. So I, I, I still have pits over Laporte, but obviously it's a lot closer than it was even, like, probably a month ago. See, it's funny because I will always, always weigh my bias so heavily in trade values. And the fact that Laporte was not tight end one and I was a big fan of him, and Pitts was always the end-all, be-all. Now that they're close in value, I'm just going to put Laporte above because it makes me feel right. <laughs> Again, not right, not smart, but that's just the way my brain goes. All right, next, at Roto, Roto Heat Craig, what is the best team name you can come up with incorporating Puka Nakua's name, part or all of it, into? Okay, so first of all, there's the nice and easy Hakuna Matata, you know, Puka Nakua. But also, I saw this. I'm like, all right, my name's Outhouse, and the first syllable is Poo, and then my brain just stopped, and I'm not going any further. <laughs> I'm like, this will go too many bad places, so my brain just stopped. 
My my brain did not go there. I I originally went to go look something up, and then I decided not to. I tried to come up with something on my own. The best I could come up with is uh, Pokemon Go. Um, at red hot drummer 87 contending team in a one quarterback full ppr lost chubb and dobbins would you sell a late second for mostert so fast like do that now go back in time and do that before you type this question i sent that offer today actually also yeah i i would pretty easily sell a late second he's the i think he's the rb2 RB is the RB one or RB two right now? Really, uh, really, really, really good. Yeah. I mean, like, hold on, look it up in trade attic square. Okay, RB one. Like, sorry, he's the RB one after last week because of the forty five points. Uh, but even before that, he had thirteen and twenty five point seven. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I he's not. You know, he's. We talked about injury prone earlier. He's almost certainly going to get hurt this year. Um, and he's not necessarily going to score you uh, 27.9 points a game that he's averaging right now. But <laughs> for a late second, he's going to he's gonna get you in the 15-ish range, probably as long as he's healthy with upside, tremendous upside as we've seen. Yeah, easy. At Mountain Man MT, trade 2 2 Atwell and a 24 third for Kendra Miller, 12 team Superflex PPR. Hmm, whatever, if that makes you happy. Yeah, I, I I know he's actually been getting targets. I still can't buy into 2 2 Atwell. I'm sorry. No, I like, <laughs> I mean, Peter Howard's very angry with you for saying that, but um, yeah. whatever. That's fine. None of this matters all that much. No, yeah. none. none Neither these guys nor whoever you draft with that third round pick is going to turn into a league winner of any way, shape, or form. Maybe you get usable weeks out of any of them. Whatever makes you happy. Um, at it's the Kai's. Any chance Jerome Ford keeps up this pace slash usage throughout the year? There's no reason not to think he. There's no reason to think that he won't. Um, okay. There's a slash in there. Usage. I think he's going to keep getting that usage. Maybe they work Hunt in a little slowly because, you know, he was probably bagging groceries for a while or selling car insurance is what the TV shows always make us think that uh, retired players do. But, like, he's really fast, <laughs> you know, like, and they don't have a lot of that on their team. So I, I, I think he's their receiving back. He's their anything but, sh- you know, ground and pound guy so like i think the usage is going to be there and, and production maybe you know the browns are no matter how good the browns get they're streaky so they're they're gonna run into a couple of bad games and he'll probably still get you eight to ten points and that's not bad for an rb2 scoring so like that's fine i i, I do think he's that i think i know i i am more, i'm higher on him now than i was two weeks ago i'll say that I am too. And I was just looking, I pulled up his stats for the year and I know, I believe they were up pretty solidly in the second half, but in week one with the healthy chubby at 15 carries, like he was already, yeah, exactly. Some, someone they planned on involving, like intentionally getting involved yeah. in the offense. I think that may have been a little inflated. Cause I, if I remember correctly, I think towards the end they were, up uh, oh. kind of handily. I can't remember. The only thing ago. I remember about the Browns this season is this week when Deshaun Watson passed it backwards when he was getting tackled. <laughs> like I, I you don't ask me to remember what happened two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, uh, like honestly, um, I who I did a trade today. It was in a best ball league, um, which always feels like a little bit of an asterisk. I sent a late first for. Oh, what was it? Um, Ford and Romeo Dubs. Which means it's like two seconds. A second for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I easily paid that without thinking about it. I like um, that even better in best ball, actually, too. Because yeah, I don't yeah. totally trust either of those guys week to week, necessarily. I, but yeah. And I, I hate setting... I'm so bad at it. <laughs> uh, but he, he keeps going. What are, you, what are you doing with Joe Burrow on a contender? Is he worth trying to buy and stash in a way until he's healthy next year? What's the least you would take for him? Okay. I'm going to say this because I know Rocky is going to get right behind me. Dynasty value-wise, 
this whatever's going on right now does not matter at all at all joe burrow very very good joe burrow a little gimpy right now yeah know? we've got uh what is it three years of of evidence that he's much much better than he's been so far like so. i'm so annoyed with the NFL, I get it. It's a weekly game. Every week does kind of matter. But when you have Joe Burrow and he's a game-time decision, you just let him sit. Yeah. Why? Why put him out there against a good defensive line that's going to probably get to him? Like, why? Like, why? Why? <laughs> why? There, there was no reason for it. So, like, if you if there is anyone willing to sell Joe, Joe Burrow at any sort of discount, you do it. I mean, as long as it doesn't hurt your team, you know, like don't destroy your team for it if you're competing. But like, absolutely, you go take him. And what's the least you would take for him? He's still my what fourth or fifth overall startup pick in a super flex league. That doesn't to, change to me. Yeah, I was just gonna say the answer is the least I would take for him is whatever the least I would take for him three weeks ago or a month ago before he hurt his knee. Uh, like Justin Herbert in a second. I mean, like it, it doesn't yeah. really, it doesn't, nothing's changed. So like if there is someone that does believe something has changed, go take advantage of that. Um, at mountain man, MT advice on trading for superstars. I have a bunch of mid players and draft picks. My advice if, is do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trade for superstars. That, that's really it. Um, <laughs> But we'll, we'll get a little deeper into it. Just <laughs> I want to talk about this because, like, I, I brought up before, like, my trade edits three team, I have – okay, hold on. I'm going to pull this up because I'm, like, I have most – I saw I had Mostert on my bench and I got angry with myself. <laughs> and then I saw my lineup was Kirk Cousins and Tua, um, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, um, Mike Evans, T. Higgins, C.K. Metcalf. Jalen Waddle, Evan Engram, and um, I started Adam Thielen, which, you know, instead of Jalen Waddle. So, like, and I have Kyron Williams and Raheem Mostert on my bench. <laughs> uh, who am I sitting? <laughs> like, yeah. So, so in this situation, like, this is why I wanted to talk about trading for superstars because I sent out an offer to, and I'm going to keep trying harder. Oh man. So like I went to the dentist this morning and first of all, I recorded Dynasty Wall Street. My entire face was numb from Novocaine. <laughs> so I have a little bit of a lisp and I'm talking really slow to make sure I don't bite my tongue. And then I'm doing the live stream that I do for Fantasy Cares. And as I'm doing it, the Novocaine is wearing off. So I start to feel the pain my face was in and I'm still there now. Um, so, so I didn't get a lot of stuff done today because my face started to hurt like a mofo. But um, uh, like so, so I'm sitting here looking at this team, and it's just like, what do I do? Because I don't want, like, I mean, like I said, I'm, I might be at the point where I'm okay sitting Josh Jacobs till I see him do something, and but other like, I don't know what to do. So the right away, what went into my head is, who is Tyreek Hill on their team? I mean, of course, my next is who was Christian McCaffrey, but unfortunately, that's me. So what I like to do is, again, MFL, I'll just, is you know, but you can, everyone's, just see who scored the most points in the league. Like, I hit the player stats button. Keenan Allen. Crap, Rocky is Keenan Allen. He's not going to give him to me. Um, okay, here we go. Tyreek Hill. Someone else has him. I have most certain Kirk Cousins. I'm not going to trade for Justin Herbert right now. Can I? get Justin Jefferson. All right. No, he's not. He's on a team of another computer. Like literally just go down that list and see what you can upgrade with. And here's, here's the rough part. You're not going to feel great about it while you're doing it. When you're trading for a superstar, you're going to have to pay a lot. Like, and, and superstars, even a flexible term. TJ Hawkinson is playing like one right now. He's averaging 22.3 points per game. Like that's the tight end one. Right now, of course, you know, Kelsey missed week. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Let me let, let me hit tight end now and hit average. Yeah, Kelsey is still second at 20 points per game. Laporta, 18.7. But, like, maybe I take my tight end and Josh Jacobs and see if I can go get Kelsey, see if I can go get um, TJ Hawkinson. You know, it's worthwhile to just – Upgrade your lineup, especially if you do have 
startable players on your bench. You know, like we said, right now you're looking to see what you're doing to try and compete. Find those teams that have hmm, teams, but have like Justin Jefferson on it and see if you can get them into a two or three for one kind of deal. You know, and again, it's going to feel you're not going to like the way it feels because you are going to have to overpay to get these guys. But no one ever looks back and just like, oh, I'm so sad I have Justin Jefferson on my team. You know, so trade for trade for superstar over trade overpay because you're going to have to. So and, and I say just just do it. And like I said, I started to do just pull up the player stats or, you know, who scored however many points this season. Start going down the way. Tim, to your point on that last thing there, I was just thinking in a, in a home league, I, dynasty league, I, um, I think it was last year, maybe a little longer ago. I traded uh, Dalvin Cook, Terry McLaurin, and a first for Justin Jefferson. Uh, and that first ended up being 111 or 112. So I, I feel pretty good about that trade at this point that I have Justin Jefferson and I don't have Dalvin Cook and Terry McLaurin. And I can't remember who the first ended up being, but I, I feel like it paid off pretty well within like a year, year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and, you know, you want to score points as much as I hate it. It's the point scoring season. You've got to just go for it. Uh, last question at Noob Engineer. I love this. Uh, and Rocky, in case you don't check Twitter while we're recording, um, I was, you know, especially when we first start, I always wait to see if we get any last minute questions. And he even said, you know, sorry if I'm late. Um, and I said, you're lucky I don't pay attention to Rocky when he talks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Noob's question, how are we, how much are we willing to add to Deshaun Watson in the Superflex League to get CJ Stroud? I feel I should jump ship and hate rooting for the guy. Stroud manager wants a 25 first on top, and part of me wants to justify it to do the deal. And here's where I said, sorry if I'm late. Work sucks. <laughs> Work sucks. I know. <laughs> Man, really, are we adding to Deshaun Watson to get C.J. Stroud? And are we adding a first to Deshaun Watson to get C.J. Stroud? That was my reaction when I saw that. <laughs> like, I'm not. I I like the 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 start Stroud has had he's looked pretty good um and the Texans have been throwing a lot but I still think Deshaun Watson it is uh, <laughs> Roman says do it why not it's 25 uh, but I still think Deshaun and I I don't have I, I get why I, I I don't love rooting for him but I don't have the um, issues that you know someone like you does, Russ, with having Watson yeah. on my team, and I just I still think he, I mean he hasn't been amazing so far, but it's not like he's been awful either, at least for fantasy. Um, They're scoring back to back. Wide quarterback twelve is Watson, Stroud is quarterback thirteen. Yeah, and of course, there's probably like what like six or seven years between the two, but also it's quarterback, and I think Watson's only twenty seven, twenty eight. Like that's. Don't take age into account on this. Like he said, he doesn't want Watson on his team. So you find a way to do it. I still can't really imagine giving up a 20, a first in between the two. Yeah. I mean, if you, yeah, uh, if you, I would personally still have Watson ahead of Stroud, but if you want to do it and the guy wants something, I would probably be okay with a second. Like, okay. I would give a 25 first if I can get what seems like a decent 24 second back. Like I will take that. I will send a first, but considering that it's pretty discounted because it's a year out, but give me something sooner and the lesser pick. Like, I think that's what it would take for me to be able to put a 25 pick on top of it, but 25 first on top of it, 25 second, I would do in a heartbeat because Roman's in here saying, why not? It's 25, but 25 second means almost nothing to me at this point, but a 25 yeah. first is still a first. I, I, I can't give that away. Like it's nothing, even though I do give them away plenty. <laughs> You know, you still, you still, there needs to be reason. There needs to be value behind it. And I don't think that's there. Yeah. But I, man, Stroud, like, looking good. He he really is. Yeah. I, I mean, I, he was my QB one coming in. I liked him more than uh, Richardson or Young, which I don't think was necessarily the popular opinion. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Richardson certainly looked good for fantasy when he was in there. Obviously, he missed his last week. Yeah. yeah. I will say I agree with you that Stroud would be a better real life quarterback. Yes. Than Richardson, but Richardson better for fantasy. But it's really funny. I, I, whenever we would talk about Stroud and Young, I always remember, and it still makes me laugh to this day. 
I can never, never remember who I like more. I don't can't remember if I like Stroud more just because I'm used to saying Stroud and Young, or if I do just like Stroud better. Like I just got so used to saying Stroud's name first that in my head that meant he was better. Of course, that most likely may not have been the case whatsoever. <laughs> and of course, I don't remember, and it doesn't really matter because I barely have any of either of them. Because if I had that early of a pick, I either took Richardson or traded back to get JSN or Addison. Right, yeah. <laughs> So, but it was just so funny. Like Stroud or Young, who do you like more? I don't know, but I say Stroud's name first, so I think it might be him. Um, <laughs> but that's the end of our show sheet. So that's going to be the end of our show. Um, I want to, before we head out of here, uh, remind everyone. I, I brought it up at some point, but every single Tuesday around like the two-ish area, I go live on the Fantasy Cares YouTube and Twitch because we have one of those, and we go over the week in Scott Fishbowl, high scorers, low scorers, things that made us cry, the leaderboard, which is so much fun to click around. I went from being two thousand one hundred and fifty ninth to ten forty seven. I had a good week. I. Uh, been pretty crappy so far i am with the the, you know the wins against the median i am one in five and uh i got i went apparently oh and two this week despite scoring 209 points that wasn't enough to hit the median this week because i guess scores yeah scores were so high yeah yeah um and yeah i'm four and two Oh, hey, Roman in here says he's 6-0. Oh, and I also said A-Chain this week, A-Chan in this week in, in Scott Fishbowl, which was nice, too, in a game I lost by less than a point. <laughs> I'm 4-2, but I have a 6-0 and o team in my division, so it doesn't feel good. Um, there are still 314 three undefeated teams, and I just remember that because it's pie. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so every Tuesday we live stream, we go over a lot of stuff and also we give some stuff away. Um, today I know patreon.com slash genetics, but you can actually see what I'm holding up. We gave away for the heck of it, a Dion Sanders Funko, not a Funko pop, a gold legends. I think it's cooler looking cause it's not that clunky thing with the black circle, like oh, scary yeah. Chucky eyes. <laughs> um, and also this week, donorbox.org slash goodness giveaway. We're giving away a signed Tua Tungo by Loa jersey. We gave away our Swift jersey after the week. Um, all you got to do, donate every $5 is 100 entries. And then once you hit $25, those entries double. Every Tuesday on the live stream, we pick a winner. It could be you. Who knows? Can't but, be me, which sucks. By the way, mentioning that Swift jersey, our, our week one, our post-week one take on Swift gets worse every, every minute. No, that never happens. <laughs> well, it's, it's really like... And and now that we're, you know, Tyree Kill, it's been two years that he's, it's funny, I never remember my takes. Like, I can never remember anything. I, for some reason, remember calling Tyree Kill a gadget player and he'll never be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally the worst take I've had in fantasy football, like, to date. And that's the only one I remember. Besides saying, oh, man, um, Eric Ebron is the next uh, Zach Ertz when, or, yeah, when... Ebron went to the Colts and then Reich went to the Colts also. Yeah. And I was like excited that he was going to make, you know, Ebron relevant again. And he did. He, had a he did have that one big year with the Colts. Yeah. yeah that was it. The best year of his career. <laughs> and I took it as an absolute win and I, t- I victory lapped like a mofo and then never brought it up again because <laughs> it did not keep going correctly. Um, so check us out Tuesday afternoons and all of that fun stuff. And I, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod hang out with us you know as the season goes on we're just going to talk to them more and more um because because more and more you get into the season the more the news is just injuries and that just makes me sad and i don't always want to yes. talk about it and i don't want shows to be 30 minutes long um but plus, on plus that we keep forgetting the schedule guests so we just keep talking to the to the patrons yeah that, that okay <laughs> and and i need to talk about this because also with Patreon, you get into the Cool Kids Club, our chat on Discord. I dropped the StreamYard link in that chat, and no one came on. Bunch of cowards. Hurt. <laughs> Cut me deep. Don't talk to us. We would, yeah, yeah, you know, these people should have come and jumped into the stream instead of just chatting. Half those people have been on the show before. so Probably, yeah. But there you go. Join, the disc, join our Patreon. You'd probably just come on the show because we can't. Well, not that we can't find a guest. We just didn't. We're just, we're just lazy. <laughs> yeah. 
And Rocky texted me on Sunday. He's like, at like in the afternoon, he's like, we didn't get a guest. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll start finding someone later. I did not. I never, <laughs> literally never tried at all. Um, my bad. Um, but I still, we had fun, Rock. That's what matters. We did. But you know what else matters? Bedtime. And it's a little yes. early. So I get a little early bedtime. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast. A proud member in the Dynasty Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> yeah.